do you know that not only is it possible to feel closer to God in nature, but it is possible for God to speak to us through nature? Hey fam, welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast, the art of hearing God's perfect will. The podcast that invites you to tune into God's guidance and discover his flawless plan for your life. I'm Michelle Honora, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm an author, speaker, and spiritual direction coach, as well as the founder and director of the Center for Prophetic Listening. In a world filled with noise and distractions, finding clarity in God's will can be a challenge, especially if you're facing significant life transitions. Whatever challenges you're encountering, you're about to learn how to discern God's perfect will for both significant and everyday situations. So tune in, open your heart, and embark with me on this sacred quest to hear God's voice and discern his perfect will for your life. Welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Hey fam, welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Super stoked that you're here with me on another episode. Thank you guys um, for supporting the podcast. And really quickly, before we get started on today's uh, episode, I want to do a quick shout out to one of you reviewers. So I know that I asked in a previous episode, or maybe two episodes ago, Uh, for you guys to please, please, please leave reviews because that helps uh, not only increase the algorithm and the viewership of the podcast, but it also um, encourages, you know, more guests to, to appear and to give um, the prophetic listening podcast a shot. So I just want to thank one of our listeners. uh, I think this is El Caresca. Um, that's either an L or an I, I think it's an L C A R E S C A. You left a review on, uh, the fifth of this month and the review says, stop and listen. Michelle has a true gift for hearing from God and helping others to tune into his voice. I'm so grateful for her guidance and generosity and helping us all to get in deeper touch with the Holy spirit. This podcast is a must in my rotation. Thank you so much for leaving that review. I so appreciate um, you leaving that. And I just realized, I don't know if this is a woman or a man, so um, I I don't want to guess your your gender, but I want to thank you for taking the time to leave that review. Mother Mary, uh, which I'm pretty sure this is a woman, uh, she said the following on the fourth, God speaks, God speaks volumes. It's whether or not we choose to listen. I love the way you explain what is happening to me daily. It's good to know I am not alone and or crazy. Thank you so much for leaving that review. You are not crazy. God speaks to us all the time. And I'm so, so glad that you are listening to this podcast. Guys, if you would like me to shout out your review, um, well, you know, the first step is to actually leave one. So thank you so much for, for listening to this show. All right. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about hearing God in nature, finding divine wisdom outdoors. So I was not planning on covering this topic. (laughs) Uh, I never know what God's actually going to have me cover on an episode. I have ideas. And then he's like, yeah, we're not doing that. We're going to do this. So So today we're actually going to be talking about hearing God uh, in, in nature. Do you know that not only is it possible to feel closer to God in nature, but it is possible for God to speak to us through nature? I want you to pause and think about the last time you were in 
a beautiful, natural setting and you felt closer to God, you felt the presence of God. Just take a moment really quickly and think about that. Maybe you were on the beach. That actually uh, is one of my favorite go-to places. When I lived in California, that was my go-to place to hear God's voice was to go to the beach. And it was wonderful because I lived like 10 minutes away from it. Maybe you live in the mountains and looking at mountain peaks um, makes you feel closer to the almighty. Maybe you are a woodsman or maybe you happen to uh, love sailing. Maybe you happen to live by a lake and you hear God clearly when you're, when you're outside in that setting. Some of you listening love to hike. God bless you. I'm not one of them, (laughs) but I have gone on hikes before and I, um, when I'm not panting and, and feeling like I'm like my, my chest is about to explode. I've had some beautiful, beautiful moments at peaks where I've been able to just stop and take in the glory of God almighty. Uh, in Romans, the scripture talks about how all of nature attests to the existence of God. Um, in fact, scripture says that man does not have excuse for not believing in God because nature is literally crying out to his existence. Do you know, one time I asked God a question, I asked him, why do birds chirp? And some of you may be thinking, what a weird, random question to ask God. That's me. (laughs) I just like to ask him questions. And one of the questions I asked one day was, God, why, why do birds chirp? Like, I don't, to my knowledge, that's not something that they scientifically need to do to exist. And, uh, and is it a survival mechanism? Like, why did they do that? And you know what he told me? He told me, Michelle, they're worshiping me. And that was just so beautiful to me that the beautiful symphony that I hear every single morning is a worship song to the father. So I want to share with you guys, uh, a story about a time that I distinctly received guidance from God through nature. There was a period in my life where I was living in San Diego, California. It was during a season of my life that I have labeled radical obedience. It's my season of radical obedience where I literally was trusting and relying on the Lord to provide for my every need. I wasn't working a traditional job. Um, I was working, but I was working for the father. I wasn't working for man. I didn't have a a paycheck rolling in every other week. And, um, and I, I had no clue what God was up to. I just knew that I was exactly where I was supposed to be doing what he asked me to do, even though it was completely unconventional, countercultural and counterintuitive. And this was the season that I was in and I had been in for over a year at that point. And it was actually out of the season that prophetic listening was birth as painful and stressful and uh, nerve wracking as that season was, God was completely faithful and he birthed prophetic listening 
through that season of radical obedience. And I'll probably share more details about the, the entire context of what led me to that season and, and what went on during that time. But suffice it to say, <clears throat> I was living in uh, Del Mar specifically within San Diego. And I had um, a, a living situation that had become untenable. So basically what happened was I was living with this woman. She was a single mother and I had been doing prophetic listening sessions with her. And that it was really during that season that the Lord was developing prophetic listening, the process, what it was. And he was showing both me and this woman I was doing it with that, uh, he would absolutely follow through on everything that he said during those sessions, because he did, <laughs> I'm talking supernatural favor <clears throat> with, uh, her landlord. I'm talking about, uh, supernatural, like rerouting and redirecting of, um, situations that could have caused her to lose her home and, and could have caused me to lose my home. Cause I was living there at the time. I'm talking about supernatural provision, uh, contracts coming in out of the blue, um, in the amounts of thousands, thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm talking about God doing absolutely everything he said he would do even though it made absolutely zero sense that this would occur without some type of human effort or human intervention. So fast forward to the end of that intensive period of living with her. And I knew that, that my time and, and that home and, and that season with her was coming to an end. I felt the grace lifting off of it. I felt like it was time to move on. The Lord told me that he would be moving me on soon. So I, I wasn't worried about that. I just know how he was going to do it. <laughs> and something interesting happened where I, looking back on it now, I do think that um, the enemy kind of came in there and uh, started to create this frenetic urgency in her to, to remove me from the home. And, and it was weird because she basically told me, okay, I think it's time for you to, to leave and, you know, to, to find your own place or to make other arrangements. And I was like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I think, I think it is time for me to move on. What we disagreed on was that it was up to me to find the next place because the Lord very specifically told me that he would be moving me on and that he would open up a door of, of a new place to go to. And he would show me where to go to next. Basically he had me on assignment and I didn't realize this at the time, but I truly was an itinerant minister, so to speak during that period. That was my Elijah season where, um, you know, God had me at the brook and the ravens were bringing me my food and I'm not literally, but you know what I mean? Um, the Lord was providing and he had me in a place where he was providing. And then, uh, as you know, in scripture, the brook eventually dried up and the Lord told Elijah, okay, I'm moving you on. Let's go here. And so I knew that the Lord, that the brook was drying and that it was time for me to move on. I just didn't know where he wanted me to go yet. Cause he hadn't revealed it yet. And he had made it very clear. This is on a need to know basis. And so I knew that the instructions will be coming soon. I just hadn't received them yet. And it wasn't 
for lack of asking. (laughs) So the funny thing though, is that this individual who I had done eight months of intensive prophetic listening with, whose life had been completely turned around, uh, who saw God come through for her and be completely faithful in what he had promised and revealed during our sessions. She spent all of a few weeks being super grateful and, and thrilled and happy. And, you know, thank you so much for listening with me. I couldn't have done this without you. I know that God sent you. And then in the course of just like, it was almost like a switch went off where all of a sudden she goes, you need to get out. You need to get out. You need to go. You need to go. And it was this just fascinating. I, I felt like I just got to kind of sit back and watch, uh, the enemy really rattle her cage. And, and she became very, um, very anxious and she wasn't at peace. And, and as a result of it, um, she, she started to kind of put on this pressure of, okay, well, you need to be out like, like by this date, the date that she gave me was literally eight days from the time that she wanted me to from the time she told me it's time to make other arrangements. She gave me eight days guys. So I was there for eight months. She gave me eight days notice to leave. And it was a very, um, potential. I had the potential to be a very stressful time. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, I absolutely don't want to overstay my welcome. Uh, I'm not a squatter. I'm, I'm going to leave, but this is kind of demonic the way that she's going about it. And at the same time, I knew that God was in it, um, not that he was causing her to behave that way, but I knew that he was He was using this to move me into the next place, the next setting, the next assignment. Uh, and it's it's interesting how, just how that works, how God can, can even take what the enemy is trying to do. I mean, look at Joseph, he can take what the enemy is trying to do for evil and turn it around and use it for good. So in the end, um, and I'm, I'm going to circle back to where you're probably thinking like, okay, where the heck does nature come in <laughs> and God guiding you through nature? How does that like, don't, don't get off track, Michelle. Don't worry. I'm not. So what ended up happening was this individual who was basically, um, putting this pressure campaign on me to leave, even though I assured her I would, I would be out by the time that she, she, uh, dictated, she started speaking to some of our, um, joint friends and, and joint acquaintances about the situation. And, and that to me, I think was probably one of the most stinging elements of, of her behavior. Um, because it's one thing to have an issue with me, but then to go around and, and basically, um, make it seem like I was overstaying my welcome or that I wasn't you know, doing what I was supposed to do or uh, that to me, I I didn't quite understand. And the reason I knew she was doing this was because one of those friends reached out to me and we got, um, we got some coffee, we sat together and, and we would just talked about life and the situation. And, and for context, this woman, um, is very successful. Uh, she had a very successful, I think it was real estate um, business. She was either in real estate or some type of consulting. 
but she had a very successful business. Uh, she owned her home in uh, San Diego and in Del Mar with her husband and uh, and two kids. And then she 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 had a Tesla. <laughs> so, but she was also a very faithful, God fearing woman. I mean, she loved the Lord, and yet she didn't understand the season that I was going through and what God was doing in my life. And, and because she didn't understand, um, I think she, she assumed that I was wrong and that I was misguided and that, um, that I needed to, to basically put, put my weight into things and, and try to figure stuff out and, and work to come up with, with a solution, um, for something that frankly, wasn't even a problem. Uh, they didn't, she didn't understand my radical level of trust and, uh, and, and she was encouraging me to reconsider my approach to the situation. And I shared with her, I'm like, you know, what I don't get is that even though this is a situation where I need to be out of my home or what has been my home, um, I need to be out of my home in, in eight days. Um, at this point, I think it was like five days and I'm at total peace, but you're freaking out. The woman, our friend who's trying to kick me out, she's freaking out and everybody seems to be freaking out except me. Why is that? (laughs) And she couldn't answer that. And she just kept telling me, well, you know, I I just, I really want you to think long and hard. Like what, what if this, what if God does, what, what if God isn't in this? What if, what if God isn't telling you to wait and trust him to bring a solution? What if he's, what if he's waiting on you to create the solution? And guys, I think when I look back on that season of radical obedience, the most difficult part of it wasn't the uncertainty. It wasn't not knowing how things would work out. It wasn't, um, you know, having zero money one minute and, and enough money the next. It was the doubting words of well-meaning, but ignorant believers who tried to speak into my life and unwittingly tried to sow doubt. The enemy can use believers the enemy can use believers to speak doubt into your life, to speak words of discouragement, to sow doubt and discord into your spirit and contradict the very thing that God has told you to do. So when I left that meeting with her and I knew she was well-meaning, I knew that she didn't mean any harm, but I left that meeting and I walked back to the condo uh, that I was staying in. And on my walk, I just asked God, will you please speak to me and correct me? If I'm wrong and if I have misheard you, if I've misinterpreted what you've told me, if I'm supposed to be doing something, if I'm supposed to be searching for places or calling my parents or, um, you know, trying to, trying to figure out a solution, like, please tell me, I, I really, really want to know. I don't want to be in ignorance and I don't want to be arrogant and assume that I have you know, the answer, right. If I don't guys, you wouldn't believe what happened. The Lord told me in that moment, look to your left. I looked to my left and this was on my path, on my walk. I saw 
between two trees, this huge spider web, this huge, intricate, really strong spider web. And in the middle of that spider web was a butterfly. Some of you who are already kind of in the prophetic charismatic track, some of you already know what that imagery meant. Um, Others of you are like, what the heck did that mean? (laughs) I knew in that very, very moment what God was telling me. So really quickly, I'm going to give you some context for um, what a butterfly means um, prophetically versus um, the spider web. And I'm pulling this, um, by the way, from this book of uh, dream interpretations. This book is called A to Z Dream Symbology. Uh, It's a dictionary um, and it has like, I think it's over 10,000 symbols um, and what they they mean biblically, uh, typically. So a butterfly is, um, represents chains. I'm sorry, not chains, change transformation into freedom. Um, it means glory and it also represents using uh, a chrysalis as a launching pad. Butterflies are one of God's most glorious, uh, symbols of, of transformation into freedom because you're literally taking what was, uh, a caterpillar constantly crawling on its belly and it's being transformed into a completely new insect that now flies never to crawl on its belly again and has a new source of food nectar that is a much higher grade than what it ever ever ate before as a caterpillar butterflies are tremendous symbols of freedom and, uh, and transition into freedom than what you could ever imagine. Uh, conversely, a spider web symbolizes, <laughs> catch this, this part is just incredible. A spider web indicates to see a spider web indicates someone is busy spinning an intricately constructed trap or web of deceit in order to entangle you guys the butterfly was trapped in that spider web that i saw so in that moment when i when i asked the lord um what all of this meant i felt like he was showing me he was reminding me of his promise that he was bringing me um, into greater freedom. Uh, but that if I were, if I heeded the words of this, this well-meaning friend, that I would be trapped in that deceit exactly like that butterfly was trapped in that web. I had chills running down my spine. Tears were in my eyes when God showed me that. And when he gave me that immediate interpretation, guys, I didn't have to look at the book. When, when I saw that, I knew immediately what he was telling me. He told me, I will take care of you. I will take you to the next place. I will guide you. I will lead you out of here. I will provide for you. I don't need you to figure this out or come up with a solution yourself, despite what everybody else is saying. 
<clears throat> but if you listen to what this woman is saying, you will miss out on the glory that I'm about to bring into your life through what I'm about to do. So do not listen to her because this is a trap that was devised by the enemy without her knowledge. This was a trap devised by the enemy. You do what I tell you to do and you will remain free of that trap. Guys, just three, four days later, the Lord opened up a completely new, better, beautiful home for me. And I was invited there. I didn't have to come up with it. I didn't have to figure it out. I didn't have to come up with a solution. God totally came through. That's a story for another day. I want you guys to think about your own lives. And when you are in nature, what are some of the sights that you see? If I hadn't paid attention, if I hadn't looked to my left, if I hadn't taken the time to pause and look around at nature, I never would have received that message. So I want to encourage you when you're out and about, when you're taking a walk, when you're exploring nature, if you notice something, just ask God, what does that mean? Are you trying to speak to me through that? God is not limited in how he can communicate to his children. I hope that this story encouraged you. I know that it was kind of out there, <laughs> but I really hope that this was a blessing to you. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Prophetic Listening Podcast. And again, please leave a review. Um, guys, we only have 57 reviews on this podcast, and I know there's way more of you listening <laughs> than that. So please leave a review. Thank you so much for your support. And please share this podcast as well. I will see you on the next episode next week. God bless guys. Bye-bye. Hey, fam, fam. I want to thank you for taking the time to watch this episode. I really, really hoped that you were blessed by it. If this taught you anything about hearing God more clearly, about listening to him with other people, if it inspired you watching other people connect with the voice of God, I want to encourage you share this show. Don't be greedy. Don't keep this all to yourself. Share this show. Let other people know about the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Share it on your social. Text a friend about it. Bring it up in conversation. Whatever that looks like for you. Also, if you could do me a huge solid and leave a review. Guys, that helps increase visibility. There is nothing like word of mouth traction. So please leave a review. Lastly, if you want to connect with me on social media, you can hit me up on Instagram at the Michelle Honora. You can also find my work, my resources, my e-courses, as well as the certification program on www.propheticlistening.com. Thank you again. Tune into the next episode. We're here every week. Can't wait to see you on the flip side. God bless.